Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go Makeshift Happen. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. I'm so excited for this guest. I'm here with Arabella Blaker. She's a naturopath, a nutritionist, and a mentor, and just an overall inspiring woman. I promised you guys that I was going to bring her on the podcast after I told you about my liver cleanse. So we're going to talk all about that and so many more things. But if you guys want to go and follow Arabella, she's known as the Arabella Solution on Instagram. And welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Yay. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. I just, I love your story because it's one of pure resilience and determination and grace. And I think so many women can relate whether they've gone through similar things to you and your journey or not. I think all of us in some regard have struggled with our body or body image or health in some capacity. And there's so many of us that are desiring to create changes and to heal. And your story really brings that kind of like inspiration that it's possible, right? So I'm excited for you to share it with our listeners today, um, along with obviously so much of your knowledge now and your natural healing wisdom. But before we get into like the solution part of the Arabella solution and all of the, the mm-hmm. good tips and all of that kind of stuff, I want to like talk about like the Arabella part, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you could, can you take us back a little bit to like childhood or teenage years and kind of give some context to where your physical and mental health journey truly began? Like, you know, what are some of those experiences that have changed you or shaped you or kind of led to the start of this whole unfolding? Yeah. Thank you so much for that lovely intro. It's beautiful. And uh, I would love to share my story. I know there's probably so many things that people will relate to. And um, I guess it could, I guess I would start it at age four when my dad, uh, my dad passed away. He had depression. And um, I'm going to cry today on this podcast. <laughs> I just know it. I just, I was just telling some guys that my grandma is not very well. Um, and so I'm just like in that really emotional mood today, but it's, it's, it's all well. Um, but yeah, it started when my dad, I think, you know, passed away. And when you're four years old, you can't really, you can't process emotions and you can't um, speak about how you feel really. It's not, and there's not really any way unless someone teaches you to understand how to navigate emotions. Um, but aside from that, I had a very sweet childhood with my mom and my brother. Um, and, you know, we were looked after and it was, it was all kind of like seemingly well. But there was a lot under um, em- happening emotionally underneath that I think wasn't really spoken about or known for a long period of time. And I don't think I even discovered that was really all there until I was probably like 21. Um, and because of losing my dad, and I'm sure people can relate to this part, you know, like daddy issues, mommy issues, whatever kind of stuff we get, um, I 
was very I was attracted to the wrong men and I was like just seeking male validation and love from anywhere I could get it and so I ended up in a string of very abusive toxic relationships um but I really struggled to leave because it felt like repeating the heartbreak of losing my dad so trying to leave was was so difficult and it took so much um resilience and courage and strength it really did and I think that's when I started to look at my life and think I don't think this is right like I don't think it's supposed to feel like this um and I think that was the first time I really started to look inward around 18 years old and around the time as well where I grew up I'd had um a lot of issues with girl groups and I was beaten up by my best friends and a lot of weird stuff but I'm really glad happened now because it made me who I am today but at the time when you're 18 years old and your life's kind of falling apart around you especially when you're in a small town and you haven't traveled yet or seen the world it's your whole world has fallen apart you can't you struggle to see past it all right that there there is hope on the other side of it and i think it's the same for people with chronic illness or struggles like even in their business you know sometimes when you're so in it it's hard to see past and see that actually you will overcome it and because of it you will become a different version of yourself in some really incredible ways um but that happened around 18 and i really started to get into drugs and alcohol as coping mechanisms you know it was actually I didn't even see myself as a, a as a person who had drug or alcohol issues. I saw myself it was so normalized in the culture I was in and I moved actually from England to Ibiza to get away from this particular relationship um and he followed me there. So here I was in Ibiza trying to run away from this abusive relationship. A week later I'm walking down the street and someone I bump into someone I know from home and they say um it's a bit like if you live in New York going to like Miami and you might know some people like when you're from England and you go to Ibiza it's in Spain so you know you kind of uh bump into people or and someone told me he was coming and that really started um my drug abuse issues I would say and like the spiral because I just didn't know how to process these emotions and I felt like I was quote unquote a normal person or girl having like a normal experience at the time um and was just doing what i could i guess to survive you know and the reason this is a, an important part to mention of the story is because there was a lot of trauma that you can see happening and then not very healthy coping mechanisms and when you get those two things happen at the same time that's usually the start of someone's chronic illness whether they know it or not um that's really when my body started to kind of fall apart and from age 15 to around when this all happened 20 years old I'd been on the birth control pill the whole time um which is something I know you wanted to discuss today which I'm really excited to talk about um so I'd been on the birth control pill and I decided to come off it right because I went to um I know it's a bit all over the place the story but I went to Thailand to visit my brother who had moved there um to try and get away then from my visa from the relationship so I went from England to Ibiza and now I'm in Thailand um and that felt like far enough <laughs> that felt like far enough um so I'm there and I decide you know what I have some a little bit of money to just survive off from my dad and I think he would my dad was a pilot so I think he would really love me to spend some time here and travel and like use this money for this and so I ended up staying in in Southeast Asia for about a year and a half and 
that was the start of like my spiritual understanding, I guess, and starting to look at the world in a different way. And you don't really do drugs and things like that in Thailand. It's like very heavily illegal and you don't want to mess with the, the people there. So um, just like by default, I had to stop. Um, the drinking didn't stop, but I really started my spiritual journey. And it's the first time I ever did yoga. Um, I'm now a qualified yoga teacher as well. And that was a big part of my spiritual journey and, and learning. And that was really the start of being like, okay, what is the meaning of life and why are we here and why do we feel this way um and starting to also uncover and look at what happened with my dad and how hmm, maybe that affected me <laughs> hmm. which seems obvious to I'm sure most people listening to the podcast and to you but at the time it wasn't and no one was speaking about the stuff on social media social media was just still bikini pictures um and palm trees and little squares and that was that and around this time, because I'd come off the birth control pill, I, my body was just falling apart. I was suddenly really bloated. I'd always been very tiny, especially from the drug and alcohol stuff, because I wasn't really eating. So I was very tiny framed. And um, I just started gaining loads of weight, like gain three dress sizes. I started getting cystic acne. I had hair growing up my back, my butt, my face. Bearing in mind, this is a time where I was in bikinis in Southeast Asia, trying to make friends, trying to find, you know, figure something out and trying to find happiness. And yet, as I was spiritually growing and trying to find happiness, my body was like falling apart. And I remember just thinking, like, why me? Like, <laughs> what else has to go wrong here? And now I see it as, as such a blessing and a gift because it was really the portal into how I became who I am. Because for a lot of people, things have to really fall apart in order for you to really look at things closely and decide to actually make a change. And that's why so many people operate at this kind of like average normal place, which is some, it works for some people. And I love that for them. You know, I love people that want to do that, but I don't think I was ever born to do that. I think I was put here to have a message and to make an impact. And I think that had to all happen, you know, in order for me to get to this place. So to come full circle, I ended up going on a big healing journey and I went to accidentally go and see a naturopath. I had no idea what she was at the time. I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. I had depression, anxiety, was just addicted to caffeine. It was just a, almost everything was going wrong. I had chronic yeast infections. Um, yeah, just all the things. So I just realized something had to change and I was trying to, you know, run myself down in the gym and over-exercise to try and lose the weight. But the more I did that, the worse everything got and the weight didn't drop off. And I thought there must be a missing piece or a trick that someone has. And so I went to go and see a naturopath and um, she really changed my life. And I decided in that moment, this is what I want to study and this is what I want to do and found a course to become a naturopath. And um along along those four years of studying that was when things really started to make sense to me and I started to heal my own body and for those that don't know me now I have completely healed myself of all of the issues I had physically but also mentally spiritually and emotionally and that is how the Arabella solution was born because I just felt like there wasn't somewhere you could go where someone would 
help you in all of the ways you know it was like I felt so thrown around by the system and doctors not helping me then going to see a nutritionist and not feeling emotionally seen then going to a spiritual healer but just feeling like you have no answers as to why this is happening um and I really wanted that one-stop shop place for me to go to and so I just created it and yeah that's my my long story as to how how we got here today. I love it. I love it. I read something that you said. I'm wondering if this is when you were in Thailand about uh, like a hike that you were doing and that you decided to quit quitting. And I thought that was yeah. quite, that was yeah, quite moving. You. That was in Bali. Um, I was living in Bali for a while and that was when I was really chronically ill. I was also anemic, which for those of you that don't know, I had low red blood cell count, which means extremely low energy. And my friends thought it would be a cool idea, friends I'd made traveling to go and climb this active volcano. It was a three-day hike, like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. I didn't even have hiking boots. But, you know, long story short, we got to the, it was about two days in and we had to wake up at 3 a.m. Um and just a preface, I'd quit everything in my life so far, literally everything. And um, just didn't believe in myself or believe I was even possible or capable to do anything. And so that's why this was such a big moment for me. And you had to wake up at 3 a.m. the last day to climb the peak for the sunrise. And because it's a volcano, it's volcanic ash. So imagine like a really long, really high peak, like quite steep. And you're almost on hands and knees. And every time you put your hand or your foot in, you slip back down. It's an incredible metaphor, really, when you think about it, because you take one step and you you slip down like nearly a full step. So mm. you're crawling forward and just keep falling back down. And I was crying at this point. People were giving up on the sides of the mountain. Like everywhere, people were just stopping and being like, I'm not going to do it. And my friends had left me. They were like, look, it's, it's every man for themselves. I can't stop. I love you. I'm going to have to go. And so I was really behind everyone and the sun was rising and I was like crawling, putting my hands in this dirt and was like, I'm going to do it. And I got to the top and the, I just cried so much because, yeah, I, I quit quitting and it was the first thing I ever really completed and finished. And it felt like such a big, big moment. Mm, yeah, spiritual spiritual message in that moment for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I'm curious when the decision to come off of birth control, because I know so many women, you know, go back and forth in their minds about this of, you know, wanting to be on the pill for obviously the conveniences of it, but maybe wanting to get off of it because of the side effects or whatever it is. And it seems like you kind of made that decision like as a pretty young woman, right? Was that just like a random thing that you did? Was there an intention behind it? Was there a reason for it? And like, what was that experience like? Yeah, I guess um, it's so hard to fit everything in. But I think an important part of that story around the birth control that was missed is that I came off when I went traveling because I wasn't planning to go traveling. So I just ran out of the pill. There was no, there was no, like, I am going to be healthy. It was truly just running out of the pill. Um, and then actually when I moved back, I went, I found the, the naturopathy course in London. So I moved to London and I found this course and I actually went back on the pill because my symptoms were so bad. I went private to see doctors and they all told me there's no way to cure PCOS, which by the way, I've done now. 
um, just to preface, there is no way to cure PCOS. There's nothing you can do except go on a birth control pill. And these are private doctors that cost thousands. And I remember just feeling like there's no other option. And so I'm just going to do it. And eventually I started my course and I found out and someone told me for the first time that there was actually another way um, and you could actually heal PCOS and your hormones. And that was another tearful moment. Mm. Um, I just remember being like, what? Like you can heal chronic illness, but the doctors say you can't. Like how, how can this be? And um, yeah, and I, I uh, went back on the pill for a little bit and then I just went off it. And, and at the time, I think I was in year one of my studies. So I really didn't understand how to come off it effectively. And it was a complete car crash. Like things were all over the place. Symptoms got a lot worse. But now I know better. Um, and it can be a smooth transition coming off the pill. But you definitely want to know like or have a guide as to what to do. Mm. So because we're already here, why don't we just, we'll just unpack hormonal birth control a little bit for everybody listening. I know this is like such a hot topic. Um, and I, I like have my own experience with this. I think I went back and forth for probably like a year or two before I ultimately came off of the pill. Um, but again, like I did it totally unassisted, like just <laughs> on my own one day I was like, fuck it. I'm going to stop taking it. Um, I know that is not recommended. And it was like, obviously an interesting experience, even still to this day, like moving through the healing process of getting my hormones back on track and allowing my body to return to its natural rhythm and all of that. But, you know, I think there may be some women that are listening to this that don't even understand why would you want to get off the pill? Like if you, if you aren't planning a family, if you actively do not want to get pregnant right now at this stage in your life, why would you want to get off of the pill? So can you mm -hmm. speak to some of the, it's just, there's so much that we're never told about this. Yeah. You know, we, we get on the pill as teenagers, we go to the doctor by ourselves because of, you know, parent confidentiality or whatever. You obviously don't want your parents in that room anyway, talking about why you're getting on the pill. <laughs> um, and they're just like, yep. Okay. Here you go. And yeah. there's no, like for me, there was no, no one explained any of it to me. They didn't explain what it was going to do to my body. They didn't tell me even what was in the pill. And frankly, I didn't care. Right. Cause yeah. I didn't know better. I was 15 years old. And all I knew was like, this is the safest way to have sex, to have a better period, to have good skin, all the things that you think that it's going to give you. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Give me that. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. You know what absolutely. I mean? Um, but I mean, I think if anyone promises you that a pill is going to, you know, solve all those things for you, like now we can look back and be like, that's hilarious. Like, obviously if it's going to solve all those things, there's going to be other, other consequences involved. So yeah. Tell us a little bit about maybe some of the things that we were never told. Yeah, I would, I would love to, I would, that's a really good question. I would love to tell you the things. So I also want to mention that um, I felt the same when I went on the pill. I was like, I actually did it not for birth control so much, but because I thought it was cool. Like all the girls were doing it. <laughs> and that's literally why. So no shade or shame, like wherever you're at in your journey, there's just, it's perfect where you're at. And now, you know, we just, 
we can do better with new information that we have. So a lot of people go on the birth control pill for different reasons. If your reason um, is for birth control, there are other methods that we can talk about that you can use. If your reason is for um, things like acne or hormonal issues, then I think it's just good to understand that the birth control pill is just a band-aid approach. It's not actually something that is going to heal your body, but it will suppress certain symptoms. So a big root cause I see, and that's really what we do at the Arabella Solution is understanding the root cause. Because imagine like um, you're in a boat, right? And the water's filling up and we have like a hole in it. It's that beautiful example of like, okay, we're all digging out the water, but no one's addressing. There's a fucking hole in the boat. Like, let's go to the root there. And that's really when we can see um, the side effects just go. And that's the goal. So a lot of the time, a root cause for people, and this is like a full 360 conversation, is liver. So the liver, for example, has to take um, hormones and it has to help excrete them out the body. Okay. So if your liver, the liver basically processes the hormones and the body is like, okay, we're done with this one. Liver, can you do your job and do that thing? So then the liver's like, cool, I got it. And the liver's like, hey, bowel, like you good? Like you ready for this? And the bowels are like, okay, I'll take that and I'll move it through, um, move it through the bowels and then out the body. Now, those are really two really important elimination organs. And if you if your liver or your bowels aren't working optimally, that could cause a hormonal imbalance, right? Because you're not able to get rid of old hormones and things that you no longer need. Now, if that person goes to the doctor and gets the birth control pill, that has to be then processed through the liver and can also damage it. So you can see how it further exasperates the problem and it doesn't get to the root cause. So depending on um, why you go on the pill is really like what your reason might be for coming off it. Because if you go on the pill and it's suppressing XYZ symptoms, you really want to make sure that if you want to be your healthiest and best, then you need to address that. Because if it's not coming up now, there's a high chance it will come up down the line. Okay. Um, and so really, our period is so important because it's our monthly check-in from our body saying hey this is how well you've looked after me um and yeah here's your pms as a result or lack of pms <laughs> and something i wish i was told was that pms is not normal okay mm -hmm. it's common it's not normal it's not the normal functioning of your body changes yes but like severe pms no and when you go on the birth control pill for like PMS, well, why do you have PMS? Why don't we get to that root cause and heal that? And then you no longer have PMS and you don't have to put a pill in your body that can cause awful side effects, which really aren't spoken about, but there are so many of them. Hmm. I remember, I kid you not, I feel like this is embarrassing to say now, but like, whatever. I, I, I think I was like 24, maybe 25 years old. By the time I found out that what the birth control pill is actually doing is it's stopping you from ovulating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I legit I did not like know 22. that. <laughs> Neither did I. Until I studied it, I didn't know. And that's why like anyone listening to this who doesn't know, it, I never want you to feel like you're silly for not knowing it. I only know this because I studied it. Okay. And so it, it makes sense that you don't. This, this is not stuff we were taught in schools. 
But yeah, you know, you're not actually technically ovulating when you're on the pill. And so I have a lot of clients come to me that want to get pregnant and they've come off the pill and they can't do it. Their hormones are all over the place and it can take time to heal from that. It's definitely possible. And I've seen it happen time and time again, um, but it can take time. And so, you know, it's, it's really just like disconnection. That's what it is. And most chronic illness that I see comes from disconnection. Because think about it, right? Think about when you have a really shitty day, uh, something shitty happens and you just want to disconnect, right? You numb out. Maybe it's with like alcohol or food or sex, relationships. Social media, scrolling. Social media, exactly that. And you want to just numb out, okay? Now, you're in a state of disconnection to yourself. You numb out and then you make bad decisions. Well, let me say decisions that don't necessarily serve your greatest and highest good. Um, and your progression in life and that only comes from a state of disconnection so that's why the mental spiritual emotional side of healing is so important because if you aren't in a state of connection with your body you make decisions that don't align um, with your health and your higher self and therefore you likely will get chronically ill down the line or things will go wrong and so healing to then bring up okay well what's the solution The solution and something we can all work towards is that healing comes from connection. Connection to our mental and emotional health, connection to our bodies, because when we're in connection, we can actually listen to what our bodies are saying to us. Um, And the highest form of communication from our bodies, the most obvious one is symptoms, right? If your body is literally like when you have intense PMS or acne or wherever you, wherever you went on the pill if it was to do with your health um that's your body communicating with you and when you just take the pill it's almost like having a child screaming at you that they need help and you saying shut up and like shoving them in a cupboard right like brutal analogy I know just the cupboard was there I just thought about it <laughs> like no shut up go away and that's kind of what we're doing right and that's why like the body will continue to scream um but you almost like put it on mute you know And then when you take away that suppressant, in this case, we're talking about the birth control pill. A lot of people have the experience of like, it's the reason why they went on the pill when they come off of it is then, you know, it comes back with a vengeance. Like it's even worse almost. Exactly that. Exactly. And, and that's why, you know, it's really important to, to try and work with someone to find the root cause. Um, because once you find the root cause, you can work on that even while you are still on the pill so that when you then come off it, you can transition smoother. Um, but if anyone listening to this has already come off it and struggling with stuff, then, you know, I think I want to give some tangible uh, ideas here as well. And yeah. they won't be in depth, but just so you kind of get what I'm talking about, things that will really help um, balance your hormones and help your liver and bowels are working on gut health first and foremost to make sure that you're absorbing the nutrients and able to also get rid of anything you no longer need okay so that's why the gut is the most important thing in our health um and then really making sure yeah the liver is working optimally so you can do things like what sam did with me liver cleanses um i wouldn't just shove anyone on a liver cleanse and just say this is really healthy um but it can be an incredible part of that healing protocol if that person's making lifestyle changes or is ready to other things that are really important, like day to day, that I'm sure you're aware of, Sam. I know you've been working with a naturopath. Are um, 
balancing your blood sugar levels. So you can do that by eating protein and fat with all of your meals and snacks and your drinks. Um, and those are like three things that you can do to really start working on your hormonal health and just start to get things like back in balance and, and all regulated. And even to go back to this piece of like connection and being connected with the body, what are some things that maybe people can do if they're on this journey of healing, they're already off the pill or they want to come off the pill to get into deeper connection? Yeah, really good question. So what I always get my clients to do is first thing when you wake up in the morning, before you even close, before you even open your eyes, you just put your hands on your belly. Um, or you can, if you have a different problem area, you can like take it to that area instead. And you put your hands on that area and you just say, hello, buddy, I'm here. And you just say like, I've arrived, I'm here. Is there anything that you need? right? Like, can you speak to me? I'm, I'm listening. And actually the, the process of just saying, Hey, I'm here. I'm listening can sometimes make people really tearful and emotional because when you've been in such a state of disconnection for so long and you just say like the words I'm here, even if you do it internally, it's like, um, a crumbling of sorts, you know, like everything melts away. And it's like, Ah, oh, finally, like, thank God, I've been, I've been screaming at you for a while now. Um, and, you know, your symptoms are signals, but I know it can be tough to decipher that language. So on that note, there's a book called Braiding Sweetgrass um, by Robin Wall Kamara. Have you heard of it, Sam? No. It's a beautiful book. I recommend every woman read it. It has nothing to do necessarily with like, um, hormonal health or going vegan or any of the things that I normally recommend it for but it really helps um teach you about indigenous wisdom and culture and I don't want to butcher this or insult anyone that is indigenous but I really want to pass on this message because I think it's so beautiful so I'll do my best but they talk about how um you know the animals and nature and humans are all in um this they all have a harmonious relationship to each other and that's why indigenous people care about the earth so much and in one chapter she talks about how trees can speak but we don't think that um in like western culture we don't think that any plants can speak because they don't use english language or some form of speaking talking and so we say oh they can't speak they can't communicate but what she says is that actually they can communicate and they constantly are communicating but they do it in a different way. So you have to learn the language of the thing that's trying to communicate. And I think an important part of understanding your body is saying, okay, I'm willing to learn the language that you speak, right? I'm willing to go into connection and I'm listening. And it's a bit like listening to your intuition. It's like, hello, like, are you there? And then you get this like little twinge and it's like, hey, <laughs> here I am um I want to speak I have something to say and and that's kind of how it goes I know that can seem really vague for some people but it's something that you just have to try and I think you'll get it when you do mm, I love that so much so beautiful I think to your point too it's like it's important to invite your inner knowing to speak I think mm -hmm. a lot of people are waiting to just like hear their intuition or know the answer. Like, well, if there was an intuitive answer, like, why wouldn't I have known it yet? Yeah. 
Um, and we have to create that space to actually invite those answers to come through and get exactly. still enough and actually say, Hey, like, you know, what's my next step or how am I feeling? Or I'm here for you body. Like, what would you like me to know? Is there something that you need yeah. actually asking the questions and opening that door? I actually do this really interesting thing. Um, when I, when I start working with any one-to-one client, we have like a full intake form and we go through it. And I, I ask my clients to give me two main symptoms that they're struggling with the most. Okay. So that could look like um, bloating and fatigue. And we mark them out of six, six being the worst, zero being the best. Okay. Sorry if you can hear my dog barking in the background in the garden. <laughs> she's like, rah, 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 in the yellow too. she's um, barking at uh, a ball. <laughs> um, so I do this thing and you mark the symptoms out of six. And let's say it's like, okay, I experienced bloating, five out of six and fatigue, six out of six. And so I ask my clients, I say, okay, so is there anything that makes it better? And then they list things that make these two symptoms better. And I say, okay, have you noticed anything that makes it worse? And then they just list things that make it worse. (laughs) And of course, I still give them a lot of wisdom and information they didn't know. But I always think it's quite a funny process and moment. Because we all actually, as much as I do think support is incredible, and I'm sure everyone here knows that, there is also our innate wisdom and intuition. And I do believe that if you can't afford, for example, to go and see a holistic practitioner, it's just or it's just not in your in your desires right now, you can really start by just asking yourself, okay, what are two main symptoms or issues I experience daily? Mark them out of six, six being the worst, zero being the best. And what are some things that make them better? What are some things that make them worse? And right there you have your next move. Hmm. Yeah, some things to do more of and some things to do less of. And that's it. It's just like healing is really just taking baby steps and big leaps um, and just whatever it means for you, whatever, you know, maybe you need to take a big leap. Maybe you need to take a baby step. Whatever feels like the right thing for you at this time is is really the best thing to do for your healing. Hmm. So I want to talk about liver next, but before we move on, there's something that you shared recently that I then reshared to my stories And I got a lot of responses about this one particular thing about birth control. So I figured we'll mention it here because a lot of people were like, whoa, that's so crazy. And it's about the, actually the attraction and the type (laughs) of- You're going to say that. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's Uh the thing that people are like, whoa, because it's more of like an energetic thing, but I think it also has to do with shutting off the connection to our feminine- essence in a way. I don't know. I'll get your perspective on it, of course, but, um, it's just so fascinating and really interesting that when you're on birth control, you are going to be attracted to more feminine men. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think we are, we're, we're shut off like your period. Okay. Is primal. It's sacred. It's beautiful. And I say this as well. I always love to preface. I wasn't always this person, as you guys have heard a little bit now. Okay. So you can change your mind about this. Like be open to that. Um, but your periods are sacred. Okay. And your period is literally, it's, it's from your womb space. Okay. And our womb is literally a birth portal. Whether you want to use the birth portal or not, it's literally a birth portal that brings life into this world. Like if there is nothing, more magic than that right like that is the most magical thing and if periods are the shedding of that then what an incredibly sacred beautiful experience that should be 
I mean, but I, I understand why it's not. First of all, we have societal shame. And second of all, we have um, PMS and hormonal issues making periods absolute hell for some people. So I say this with the understanding of that, but they can be peaceful and beautiful and sacred. And mine personally are um, after years of healing. <laughs> but I don't think it needs to even take years, you know, when you are doing the right things. But periods are sacred. And so when we shut down, our natural innate primal ways of being and disconnect from that that's why we disconnect from our primal ways of viewing mates so if you think about back in like caveman days why you know people ask well why are we attracted to bright eyes and big beautiful lips and luscious hair and the reason is because our hair is one of the last things to actually receive nutrients from our body so how your hair is and how luscious it is, is usually an indication of how nutrient deficient or nutrient vital nutrient vital you are. That's not even English, but you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> how much vitality, chi, life force, energy that you have running through you. And with lips, it's like big pink lips are a sign of, um, of good blood flow, good chi flow, okay? And so all of these things, like when you think about we go to like our primal ways of being all of these things are ways that we used to choose mates so now we think about women choosing men okay and we think about okay who do we want to mate with who has good genetics like this is our primal feeling inside okay muscles protective uh they can look after us um good hair and skin and masculinity they're going to have strong dna and genes and that's the one i want to choose and that's innate, like that just built in us, okay? Um, so then when you take the birth control pill, you suppress that, okay? And so we really are just shutting off a lot of our primal instincts around um, how we traditionally were as humans. Hmm, so fascinating. I got so mm -hmm. many responses to that. People are like, oh my God, this is making so much sense to me. <laughs> like yeah. thinking back to exes and things that you've had while you were on the pill, maybe. And you're like, wow, well, you're just not, you're just not yourself. Like your hormones dictate your mood, your emotions, like who you are, who you show up as. And I mean, if you're not, if you're taking something that alters that, then who you are, who you be, and therefore who you attract is going to be completely different. Yeah, it makes total sense. But I think a lot of us are, um, or we have been at least, you know, until you kind of have your own like awakening moment, sort of disconnected from everything that we're talking about in terms of the, the connection of the physical to the emotional and the mental and the spiritual and all of it. Right. So we've, yeah. I think the world in general is so used to approaching health just from a physical standpoint, right. Of like, if there is an absence of disease in the body, you're good to go, right? You're yeah. healthy. I think this is one of the things that's like so frustrating for so many people is they know that something is not right. Maybe they have mm -hmm. that intuitive feeling. They know I have these symptoms, like something's wrong, but when you go to get it checked out, you do labs, you do blood tests, you do a stool sample, you do whatever. And everybody just keeps telling you, you're great. You're fine. Everything's perfect. All your, nor all your levels are normal. Um, I, that's like such a frustrating thing. Cause it's like, no, but I know there must be something here. Right. Yeah. Um, I've definitely had that experience before. Like 
I was constantly having so much intestinal pain and bloating. It got to the point where it's almost after every meal I'd have like stabbing pains. I'm like, this is not normal. Like I must be allergic to something like my gluten intolerant. Like what is going on? I did all these tests and everybody was like, you're fine. You're normal. You don't have any parasites. Your blood is perfect. And it's like, well, great. What do I do now? Mm. And I think that's the difference between like clinical, um, clinical disease and subclinical. So a lot of doctors won't pick up on subclinical because maybe your results are like within range. Um, but that's different for every single person. And honestly, like in my practice, I don't do loads of testing. If my client wants it or I think it's needed, I will do it. But in naturopathic medicine, we have what we call the rule of three. And you can use symptoms to track back to certain organ systems and see what isn't working properly. You know, if, so if a client says to me, I say about your, you know, what are your bowel movements like? And they say, oh, they're like, orange and yellow color I'll be like okay like how's gallbladder and how's your liver um I guess leads us into our next conversation but you know like I said when you see a holistic practitioner they speak the language of the body for the most part and so they can tell you what these this list of symptoms means and how they link together um and the the main important difference between um no shade to doctors there are some amazing ones out there and they are life-saving but the difference between standard primary care doctors and holistic health practitioners, root cause, functional medicine practitioners, is that one of them is has studied disease, okay? One of them is studied disease and the other one is studying health, okay? Mm -hmm. So the, a really good, I also studied Chinese medicine and there's like a saying in Chinese medicine that a really good um, Chinese medicine practitioner um, doesn't actually, their patients don't get sick because they just are, they're preventing them constantly from illness they're looking at tiny imbalances and being like ah okay we're going to do this and just keeping that person like you said uh, full of energy and vitality rather than like keeping them alive and that's the difference between the two systems yeah. and so it depends like that's why I say there's no shade to the western medicine system because it depends what you need do you need in this moment to be kept alive because you just got in a car accident perfect like don't call yeah. me up go to the hospital text me afterwards and I'll come I'll come support your recovery um but I can't do open heart surgery and that's when western medicine is is really really an incredible thing yeah totally so when you speak about like energy and vitality and we've we've mentioned it a couple of times like chi can you just explain mm. for everybody in relation to chinese medicine like the, this concept of chi and how it shows up how can we see if there's a lack of chi or all these other things and how it, how it kind of reflects in our, in our health. Yeah. So chi in Chinese medicine is another way of saying life force energy or life force energy or vitality. So that's actually why I named my dog chi. I just, I'm obsessed with Chinese medicine. I think they've been doing it for thousands of years and it's really such an incredible system. I'm so honored to be able to be able to study it and know it. And in uh, Chinese medicine, they say that disease is the absence of qi. And the reason they do acupuncture for the most part is because they are wanting to, they say they think the qi is blocked, something's blocked somewhere and it's not flowing. And so they put, um, you know, needles in and it helps to help with the qi flow. Okay. And so the way you would know if you didn't have like strong qi or vitality is things like um, cold hands and feet. Um, low energy fatigue struggling to wake up in the mornings feeling like sluggish um afternoon slumps like you know that feeling of like the life has been sucked out of me um and I don't mean like feeling tired after a, a strong day's work and a gym session I mean like 
I have nothing, like I'm just frail. Um, and that would be a really, uh, you know, strong case of lack of chi and energy, whether it was um, because you couldn't produce it, whether it's because it wasn't flowing, like all these things would, would go back to that unique person. Um, but chi and life force energy is really just about like how vital you are. And signs of like strong chi would be like um, pink lips, um, not getting sick often, um, like high energy, not like insane high energy, but just like a stable, strong person. Also like a really good libido, okay? Mm -hmm. Libido and um, good periods. Those are two really important signs of someone who has good life force energy running through them. So people that have like scanty periods and like no periods at all, that's a sign that there's, a, there's an issue with the chi flow. Hmm. Is there anything that we can do? I mean, obviously there's so much we can do that we wouldn't be able to get into, but like, you know, yeah. surface level kind of tips, takeaways that people could maybe implement. How do we like activate the chi or like get it flowing, get it moving? I mean, you mentioned, you question, mentioned yeah. um, acupuncture and things like that, but maybe things we can do like just in our house. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. My favorite thing ever is Qigong. Um, so I do a little one in the, le- the little cleanse as well, but you can actually just type into YouTube. It's what I always do, um, Qigong. And then I do Qigong with Zenny, spelled K-S-E-N-Y. I love her page. She's really great. Um, and you can do Qigong. And it's one of my favorite exercises, especially for women who are healing their relationship with exercise. Like women that used to like just go in the gym and just, pump cardio out and like go in the gym to punish themselves from working you know from eating a like sniffing a cake or now I'm gonna go on the treadmill for an hour (laughs) I've been there I really have been there um but healing your relationship with exercise is really about introducing exercise in a way that feels good and nourishing and not too much especially someone who has like extreme fatigue and is struggling with their health you don't want to put them in a 60 minute hit class especially if they're a woman who's hormonally imbalanced you want to do soothing exercises. And so Qigong is a process of um, maybe you've seen like Tai Chi in movies. It's a bit similar to that. And like kind of when you see um, people kind of moving their arms like up and down, like really slowly in the park, that's um, usually Tai Chi, which is a slightly more advanced version of Qigong. So yeah, type in Qigong to YouTube, do a little Qigong class. You get like tingling sensations in your arms. You can do like a 10 minute one. It's almost like breath with movement. There'll be no sweat point. You could do it in your sweatpants. Like it's just so easy and achievable. And it also helps move, move the chi through the body. Mm, I loved it when we did it in the liver cleanse. Mm. It just feels really nice. Like yeah. it's not hard, but it feels really good. It does. It's like, you know, when you go to a deep meditative, meditative state and you get that like tingly sensation when you get like a really good one, if you've been practicing for a while, I feel like Qigong's the same. Like if you've been practicing for a while and you do it and you're warm as well um, and you're all wrapped up and cozy and you do a good one, you can really get like a whole full body tingly sensation and you can feel the chi literally moving around your body and just obsessed. Love that. Mm, Yeah. I want to practice it more because I really enjoyed it. I love that. Okay. Well, let's talk about the liver because I shared a little bit um, on the podcast. I do every month. I just do like a an update episode on things that are happening in my life. And so I mentioned the liver cleanse and, but I, I, I wanted to 
share more of like the details because I was like, look guys, I don't know <laughs> the factual information stuff. Like I'm going to let Arabella talk to you about all that. I'll just let you know. I shit my brains out after the anima <laughs> and all these gallstones came out. <laughs> that was basically the, the update. Um, but let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about, you know, I think there was a lot of people that were curious as I was posting throughout the cleanse, you know, day three, mm-hmm. day four, day five, like so interested, like, who are you doing this with? Like, why are you doing this? Like, what is it like? So I think a lot of people are really just wondering why a liver cleanse, you know, like mm-hmm. who is it for how to know if you might need one or just want to do one? Why do we do a liver cleanse? Yeah, really good question. Um, one of your clients actually is in this round of a liver cleanse, which is fun. So that's really good. Yes. I told, I, I, she reached out to me and I said, you better message her right now. Cause I think they're already (laughs) starting. (laughs) Yeah, we did. She's in, she's super sweet. Um, but yeah, so the liver cleanse, a lot of people think about a liver and they just think about alcohol, you know, um, as to like why the liver would not be working optimally, but truly the liver is the liver has over 500 functions in the body. It's like the power. And if the liver isn't working optimally, you'll see that in fatigue, the liver doesn't have loads of nerve endings. So it's not like you get extreme pain there. If you just have like an insufficient liver, it's more that you will see fatigue and also um, struggles in digestion. The liver helps produce bile as well as the gallbladder, which is why we do the liver and the gallbladder flush. Um, And they both help produce bile, which helps you break down fat. Okay. So if you're struggling with bloating, um, loose bowels, like any indigestion issues or like light colored stools or things, things like that, it can be an indication that your liver and the gallbladder aren't up to scratch. And I want to preface this by saying that you could go to the doctors and have all your liver enzyme tests and stuff run and they would come back like great results and you could still have an insufficient liver. Like I said, in holistic medicine, we want you to thrive. We don't want your liver to be working fine. We want your liver to be working amazingly so it can do all of its incredible jobs and help you feel amazing. Like that's the goal, you know? Like I'm so tired of everyone being like, well, I feel fine. I'm like, I don't want to feel fine. I don't know about you. I want to feel great, you know, and I'm okay with not feeling great sometimes, but whenever I can impact it, like that's what I want from my life. And the liver cleanse is something that it's a full body cleanse. As you know, it's not, it's not just about specifically the liver, but it will really, really help to optimize the liver. Um, But as you know, we also talk about like journal prompts, emotionally letting go of things as well. And it's just a really, really great seven day. I don't want to say reset because I hate when people do that about detoxes, but it really kind of is. But how did you feel? Like, what was your experience? Did you feel different afterwards? Yeah, I think anytime I do something that I know is just like serving my body, I feel good regardless afterwards because I mean, it's just like, if you go to a yoga class every day for five days, like, and then someone's like, how do you feel on day six? You're going to say, I feel good, you know, because you've done something good for yourself. It felt amazing to actually see. I'm so glad that I did the optional, like last day where we actually do the flush to remove the gallstones because it felt really amazing to actually Mm -hmm see all of that, like come out of my body. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, when we, when we do certain things for our health, it's very invisible. 
And so you're just kind of like, well, I hope that did something or I hope that worked. (laughs) So it is a very exciting thing to actually be able to see like a tangible result. Like it's the, all these gallstones come out of you. That was another huge question that I got from people is like, oh my God. Cause when you think, I think when most people think of gallstones, they just think of, you know, the classic, like if you have gallstones or kidney stones, it's like super painful. You might need to have a procedure. I myself had no idea that I probably just had like a bunch of gallstones hanging out in my, in my gallbladder. Um, so I know a lot of people are just completely unaware. So yeah, yeah, even maybe that's like a good question or thing to talk about is why do we flush the gallstones? Do we all have gallstones? Is there people that don't have any, what does it mean if you have them or if you don't have them? Mm, Yeah. Good questions. Really good questions. So a lot of people associate, um, gallbladder like gallstones with like okay you need your gallbladder removed and the reason is is if you have you have these things called bile ducts and imagine it like a tube going from one organ to the other okay so you have your gallbladder um which is kind of tucked under your liver and they're both linked to the bowels and like i said the gallbladder and liver produce bile okay which helps to break down the food we need to break down the food so we can absorb the nutrients from it okay and then get rid of what we no longer need now, with the gallbladder, um, if that gets full of um, gallstones, okay, and they get really, really big, they can block the bile duct, okay? If that happens, serious pain, chronic issue, like you're rushed to surgery, okay? But what we do in the cleanse is we open up the bile duct with the malic acid that's in the apple juice, grapefruit juice, whatever you tried. Um, we open up the bile duct, and that's when we have the oil as well. So we then can slide them through, okay? So they can get out. Now, the issue most people have is that they can't get out, okay? And so really like gallstones, depending on where where they're stored, they're a build, they're a buildup of cholesterol and a few other things um, that we haven't been able to process. And that's where they're kind of like, you know, did you feel them? I, I personally touch all of mine. <laughs> well, I, I, was, I was in there with I a have... glove. <laughs> I had them on a paper towel and I kind of like smushed one like, squishy, like yeah. with the paper towel just to see. Cause I was like, is this like hard as a rock or they were, they were kind of soft, but then I wasn't sure. Yeah. Are they soft because we softened them? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So generally they are a lot softer because we've softened them so they can have that kind of easy release. Um, but also ones that are harder and also more white, they've been calcified. So there'll be a mix of calcium and cholesterol in there as well. And that's when we can start to see really big issues. So the baby ones that you, you know, would have got rid of and they're kind of small and then probably not calcified, that's not really a huge issue. They can live there happily. Um, but it's not what we want because that we don't we don't have an optimized liver and gallbladder if we have random stones living in there that can't get out. Um, and so the goal is to just have everything working optimally. And you know, if you think about someone who maybe like for 50 years they've had some stones in their gallbladder, they start to get calcified, that's when they start to have issues happening. Um, and so all of these things are really just preventative healthcare you know, making sure like we're flushing out everything we no longer need. And the way I describe it in like really simple terms is like, you know, everyone has a messy drawer or you just like the messy drawer in the kitchen, you put the keys and the pens or whatever you shove in there. It's almost like that messy drawer eventually gets, um, gets quite messy and you have to clean out the messy drawer, right. And kind of start again. And I see cleanses as that way. It's not like it wasn't functional at all and everything was 
blowing up or broken, but it's like, it just needed a bit of clearing out. Mm. Yeah. It was an interesting, a very, very interesting experience. I was smiling when you talked about the oil. Cause I was like, Ooh, <laughs> remembering the oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's not my favorite thing to do, but I always say to people, listen, like, and it is, it is one of my favorite things to do, but no, I don't love drinking the oil, but it's one time. And I say to people, like, if you can down a tequila shot or like when you were 16, if you could drink out of those awful buckets of like mixed cheap ass alcohol or whatever you did at some point in your life or your experience, you can do this because, you know, we've all done things that we don't want to do for a result that is going to benefit us. Okay. And so that's what this is. People are like, I don't want to eat healthy. I don't want to go on a cleanse because that's boring. I'm like, I can't think of anything more exciting than living a full healthy life and you know we were talking about before we started the call like my grandma being sick and she's got leukemia and you know she's she's dying and these are things that if we start early enough like we can really and even if you start late like you can always do something to help your health because most people listening to this podcast I don't know what your age demographic is but I'm sure there's a lot of young females is what I'm kind of guessing and you know, we're all wanting to work on our health because we want good skin and we want to be skinny or whatever the fuck that means. Or, you know, we're like, it's all aesthetic. But if you can't find the strength and the courage to do it because of that, like you can't be bothered to do it, then do it for future you who could really save themselves from a lot of issues down the line. Like do it for the future version of you that wants to be able to walk up the stairs at 70 years old and not be on chemo. You know, like do it for that version of you. Yeah, totally. I was at Tony Robbins this weekend and one of the main speakers at the event, he was like the super fit guy. He was like pretty muscular in shape, like jumping around, bouncing around on stage for hours a day, all day long. And on the last day he was like, today's my birthday. And he was 69 years old. (laughs) I sent, I sent a picture of him to my family and I was like, how old do you think this guy is? And my mom was like, maybe 35, like wild. And, and we, um, I'm sure you're familiar with some of his work, but we heard from Dr. Mark Hyman and he shared that he has, you know, reversed his biological age to like 43 and he's like in his sixties. Right. So his mm-hmm. like chronological age or whatever. Yeah. That's how old he actually is. But like his body is so much younger than that because of the vitality. It's just very, it's very eye-opening to realize that we have, we do have such an impact and the ability to kind of like control our health and really feel amazing. We're so lucky to live in a time in the world where information is so easily accessible. You know, it's not just some old elderly, like, you know, indigenous person over in this country that has these like medicinal, like natural healing secrets that none of us know about. Um, there's so much knowledge available to us now. And it's so, it's so much more accessible for us to Mm -hmm. even do the small things. You know, I think, like you said, a lot of this stuff maybe is out of reach for some of us in terms of like finances or what we can afford. And, you know, maybe you're not going to do these expensive cryotherapies or like cold plunges at these places or having your own personal naturopath or chef or acupuncturist or whatever, but there are 
totally things that we can do, even just simple things for ourselves in our homes, even, you know, just like Qigong on YouTube and Mm -hmm. drinking more water and being connected with our bodies and making the decision to open that doorway of information, connecting to our intuition, practicing yoga, stretching, like really simple things, the body brushing, um, Mm -hmm. the, the dry brushing that we did and the liver cleanse things like that, you know, movement, sweating, it's those things are available to all of us. And we get to make the empowered decision to really care for ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. And it really, it really is in the small things. And like I said, you don't have to get one-to-one support. It's almost like in business, even like you don't have to have the one-to-one support. Does it help? Look at, you look at blind spots. Absolutely. You can also join, you can also just follow people on Instagram. You can like join group programs you can join memberships like I'm about to join um I'm about to launch a membership which I'm super excited about but like that's going to be really accessible you know the price is going to be accessible it's going to be group of women healing together and you can still get the information but you just have to work a little bit harder maybe to get it you know but it's like it is worth it like if if old me woke up in this body today and knew that I could genuinely get through the day without even needing caffeine, like with energy, with balanced hormones, with not having like raging PMS for half of the month, you know, it's like, to me, that's not living, that's surviving. And like, I don't want to live that way. And I know a lot of other people don't too. Um, and I just really want to share that you don't have to live that way. Okay. It doesn't have to be your experience. And, you know, even sharing about my grandma and something, it's hard to say this, but I do believe that you can heal from anything at any age. That's my personal belief. But with family, it's difficult sometimes because also you have to understand that people have to be in the space um, where they want to heal and they're ready mm. to heal. And you can't put that on other people, um, which is why I am where I am with 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 where I stand with my my family and them being sick etc but something that I've really noticed is that by just being healthy myself by just being the example people just ask questions and my family are curious and they're like oh like so what about that liver cleanse like I'd be I'd be down to try that and I just like give them some herbs or you know like and I think you really just even by being healthy yourself like if you're a people pleaser and you care about other people a lot more than yourself like you really can help other people just by being you you know just by putting that effort in to to be your healthiest and best self and you'd be surprised really how much impact it has when you do that not only in your own life but how that ripples out onto others as well yeah i talk about this all the time i think it's the same for personal development you can't will other people into change but you can be the lighthouse you know you can be the shining example you can continue to live it as your truth and people will notice over time eventually it may take them years right but they'll mm-hmm. notice oh my god she's really healthy she's really happy she's thriving she's you know cured these diseases that doctors said were incurable like that's going to you know spark someone's interest and be like, wow, maybe she does know something or is doing something that I might like to tune into. So we just get to be the example. We get to be the lighthouse and let that ripple out and affect the people around us. And that's obviously what, you know, you're doing with your work and your platform, Instagram, all the things Um, it's helping so many people and changing so many lives. I feel so grateful that I got to do the liver cleanse and that you helped me through it, man. Last day I was like, girl, (laughs) 
I was like, I think I'm going to go have a cry. Um, and I think that will solve, I think that will solve this blockage right now. You also, um, you did the, um, you took the tablets, which I think might have been the, the issue for those that don't know what I'm talking about. You have to drink Epsom salts, which is magnesium sulfate. And Sam was like, you know, I'm going to try the, the capsule form. Um, and I was like, Hey, like, you know, go for it, try it. And then we had some issues with that. So I think, you know, perhaps that was why, but you had to do the enema. And I think, I think it was perfect as it was. I think maybe you were supposed to have the experience you had and the realizations that you had in that moment of struggling to let go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know what? I would do it again. Cause honestly, the capsules, <laughs> those are removed. I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want anyone to think I'm like being a cheater. I don't want to share this with anyone. So I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to let you know. Um, but honestly, like game changer, but yes, I actually am glad that that experience invited me to do the enema. Cause I'd never done an enema before either. Um, and it actually felt really amazing. Like I would do it mm-hmm. again. They're was- incredible. I was scared, but like, I definitely would do it again. Good. I'm glad they're really great. Coffee enemas are great for liver health. Like just mm, beautiful stuff. It's like, you think about it. Like the thing about the saying, let that shit go. Like, so you think about how good it feels to emotionally let something go. Like we all know how good it feels to have a real good solid poop. that just feels amazing. Like I, I really didn't realize years ago, I'd be this person that talks so normally about poop, but it is really like such an incredible indication of your health. And that's why I love talking about it. But also like people that are constipated and stuff, a lot of the time, emotionally, they struggle to let things go. Like they mm-hmm. can't seem to let things go. And this is how we start to be able to link the emotional to the physical. Yeah. So true. So fascinating. I was having a lot of conversations this weekend with some of my friends in the coaching space as well about the liver being linked to anger and yes. Yeah. Frustration, anger, road rage, liver cleanse. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so fascinating. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything with us today. Um, I know I shared your handle at the, at the beginning, but let everybody know like wh- where are your favorite places to hang out? Where can they find you? If they're curious about working with you, what's the first step? Where should they go? Yeah, I love that. So um, yeah, Instagram is my, is my main thing right now um, at the Arabella solution. And I have my one-to-one practice open. So I have like one-to-one memberships that really are quite achievable. They range all the way from $199 right now, all the way up to 2000. So there is really something for everyone in there. Um, And I purposely wanted to make that accessible. That was like a real big goal of mine this year. Like now I have the business set up, like how can I really reach everyone, you know, Um, and still impact them. And then I have the the collective coming out, which is total secret on my Instagram right now. No one knows about it. So you guys are you guys got the the juice first. I don't know when this is this podcast is being released. Um, but yeah, I'm releasing a, a membership. And the goal of that was really just because I wanted people to have somewhere to go that couldn't reach my one-to-one stuff. Like that's why I created it. Also, there's something, as I'm sure most people here know, there's something so powerful about women healing together. Um, in a community support and I noticed that like there was a lot of healing platforms that were like very nutrition and sciencey but lacked like something emotional or spiritual that I connected with and then there was like there's like life development um, kind of places you know and like memberships that I always connected with but didn't really feel fully myself there either um, and then there's like really spiritual ones and I was like, oh, like I'm really spiritual but like I don't know if I'm there um, and then I also loved 
fashion and like aesthetics and stuff and so I was like okay I don't fit in any of these places so I'm just going to create my own <laughs> um and then hopefully like find my people via that like all the people that also felt like that can come in and it's basically going to be just like a monthly healing topic a masterclass, like anxiety bloating yeast infection depression like really going over all of the things um but at a really affordable rate so yeah I'm really really excited about that it's my baby and I can't wait to do the name reveal because you're gonna die when you hear the name <laughs> it's so good it's literally so good I have the photo shoot for it this weekend and I've been running around like I had this um I had this slightly calm full of adaptogen full of adaptogen full of adaptogenic mushrooms oh it's all kicking off Sam my airpods are coming out um I got excited I, I that's yeah that's the energy I'm in this week I'm running around trying to sort it all out but yeah I'm very excited about it it's pretty much all sorted and organized so really excited and yeah just that in my one-to-one -one practice and I have a few group programs that I launch like sporadically you know if you follow me um but I also have the hormone solution which I is one of my signature programs which is also launching again in January um which a lot of people it's kind of like the life solution but it's it's called the hormone solution because it's designed for women who are struggling with their hormonal health you know PCOS endometriosis people coming off birth control etc mm, amazing make sure you guys go follow Arabella she also just shares a ton of like fun information on her Instagram and also like the fashion and the aesthetics <laughs> and the vibes are just there. So you're going to love I it. Thank that. you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on, babe. It was such a pleasure. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, tag the Arabella solution, tag me at underscore Samantha daily. So we can see what you're listening to and that you enjoyed it. And we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Yay. Thank you, Sam.